Good evening, everyone. I hope you had a fantastic week. Um, tonight, we're going to do something a little special. We'll be interviewing um, an author, Margaret Couplet, who I hope I'm saying her name right. I should have asked that before I started this podcast. Wow. Oh, okay. So, um, going to be interviewing Margaret. And um, but for, before we start that, I want to do some housekeeping on Quantum Bang. Tomorrow is our art claims. That takes place at 11 a.m. Central, 4 p.m. UTC. If you go to the Quantum Bang site and click on the Art Claims page in the in the menu, you'll see a link that will take you to the timeanddate.com event we've set up so you can see what time that is for you. So you can go ahead and um, uh, Set up your time to do uh, your claims if you're an artist participating in the Quantum Bang. Now, you had to sign up in advance for this, so we're not taking any um, new artists. So it's just people who are already signed up for the event, um, who already have memberships to the site, because membership, the site will be closed to non-members posting um, during art claims, just to, just to keep our moderation burden low. Okay? So... Um, Good luck with that. I hope you guys um, already have your stuff picked out and you're ready to go and uh, all that stuff. We're getting really close, you guys. We're so close. We're closer every single day to the launch of the first Quantum Bang um, story list. I mean, it's the stories, and I'm so excited to share mine with you. I can hardly stand myself. I don't know how I'm going to – I said I was going to stop and not actually talk about my – thing until May. I wanted it to be like a total surprise. I don't know how I'm going to do that. I, I don't even know. But Jilly says we've got 13 hours to the art claims. So um, if you haven't already, if you're signed up as an artist and you haven't checked out the list, you need to check out the list and get your thing in a row and, and get it all set up so you can copy and paste it into the box and, and get your slot. Because, um, wow. And we've got 25 I think it's 25 stories, which is crazy cakes. It's totally crazy. Anyways, I got Margaret on the line and we're going to get started. And if I have to apologize first off for getting her name wrong, that's what I'll do. Okay. If you're claiming by proxy, if you're not going to be available during the art claim to claim personally, and you have a proxy doing it for you, we need to know that like right now. If you haven't already talked to us about that, you need to come over here and do that, like, immediately, okay? So um, let's get started. Where Where is the Margaret? There's the Margaret. Hello, Hi. Margaret. Did, Hi, Kira. did I get it wrong? Couplet? You got it right. Yeah, it is Margaret oh. Couplet, like the poem. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I'm relieved because I was like, I'm going to mess it up. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be wrong. So you have messed up my something. fandom name before. I did. Camp Rav. No, oh. Rave. Yeah. See? Prav, Van Prav. I can't promise I won't mess it up again. I, I, I'm terrible with that. Yeah, no. But yours I, is not as just, complicated as some people. Yeah, I've I've seen some of them where it's like this long, like what should be a sentence and then numbers and then another sentence and then more numbers and you're just kind of standing there going, what? I'm just going to call you... Jane. <laughs> just just, just yeah. give people names and random. Jane, you're Jane now. You and your yeah. crazy ass. 
fandom name. Um, so you yeah. write in fandom as Man Praise. Um, yeah. That's awesome. Please, uh, please don't look at my older stuff. It, it's kind of bad. <laughs> but I wrote most of my older what? stuff when I was 16. Don't it's be picky. Don't, don't pick on yourself yeah. because who we are as um, baby writers is that's special. That's special. I still have the first thing I ever wrote. It's a nightmare. Um, I'll never part with it because <laughs> because I'm really proud of baby me for writing it, you know? Yeah, I, I'm actually in the process of rewriting one of the things that I wrote when I was, like, younger, younger, because mm-hmm. I, uh, I looked over it and I'm like, I didn't figure out how paragraphs worked until at least a year after I wrote this. <laughs> because I didn't know how paragraphs work. I just I just typed until I hit a scene break and then I hit the paragraph. <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. And I'm, I'm reading over my old document, I'm like, I can't read this without so I went through and actually put it in paragraphs and then I went through and read it and wrote it uh, read it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think my biggest problem as a young writer was my dialogue mechanics. I had no idea mm-hmm. where I should put a period or a comma. Um, sometimes I put both. I mean, I'm just saying it, it it's, a, <laughs> it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. But I'm really proud of me, 12-year-old me, for what I accomplished. Um, yeah. I wrote a whole book. I'm like, yeah, that's me. That's mine. Yeah. And um, I have... I have one finished book, but that's probably not getting published at Cobblestone because it doesn't have any romance elements in it at all, really. It it also probably needs to be edited heavily. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Jilly says in the chat room that, her first, that the first book she ever wrote had amnesia as a main plot element. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I <laughs> loved first person when I was younger. Uh, this is partially because I was reading all of the YA books, which I now oh. realize are really bad. <laughs> I look back on them because it was like, oh, what's what's the one that's essentially Twilight with the Angels? There's like two series, and I can't remember which one I read. And then there was like some other like random like, you know, the YA books that that like they're packed into a trilogy, but they only really have enough material to fit like two books. So there's like this whole section in like the middle book that's just like either like a traveling arc or an unnecessary subplot or like the love triangle from hell. And you're just kind of staring at it like when you're older. I hate the love triangle. I hate Hmm. the love triangle because um, basically uh, uh, eventually that whole friend zone thing comes up and I fucking hate that. Mm. So, oh, I hate it. I have a a couple of series that I liked it in, but like other when it was done re- really well, but otherwise it's just like ew, why? Yeah, it's it's rarely done really well though. No. If that's the case, don't mention that author by name. I don't want that on my podcast. You, what you see in the chat room right now. Um, I don't want to poke that hornet. I no. think I. I think I know which book she writes, and yeah, let's let's not let's not poke that hornet's nest. Um, because that's a yeah, oh yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's a hornet's that's nest a, on both sides, right? Professionally sure. and in fandom. Yes, I'm just not interested in going there. Um, so how long have you been writing? 
I, well, uh, so I've been seriously writing since I got into middle school when I was 13. Yeah, I think I was 13. But I've been, like, intermittently, like, ooh, this is a cool idea. Write it down. Like, follow it kind of since I was, like, five. And, uh, because my mom got me into audiobooks early because we had a local library and it was pretty much the, and I was a hyperactive child who was the only one of my age on the street. So mom bought me audiobooks to calm me down. Well, took me to the library to get audiobooks. And so I got. That's good momming right there. That that is excellent parenting. Because I didn't quite have the focus to like sit down and like read an actual book yet. But with, like, the audiobook in the background, you can, like, do a puzzle and play with the stuffed animals and, like, do all these other things in, instead of just sitting there. So and that's a very important thing when you're five. But, um, it's, it's, very, it's, a, it's a great formative age to introduce that kind of um, um, media as, I mean, as, that's just awesome. I wish I had yeah. audiobooks when I was little. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know what I don't quite know what parents did with hyperactive children that liked stories when they didn't have audiobooks because it's obviously I like they them out of the house, stories, but yeah, and then they <laughs> went and got into things. Right, you know they they yeah. I mean, I had that childhood. I was a little um, I was a little hard to handle. They threw us out of the house. They put some books on the porch. We were allowed to come in for meals. Um, we had a big yard. We had to be in the mm. house by the time the street lights came on, you know. Um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My first book was, well, well it's one that I've rewritten like three times. Um, and I probably need to rewrite again because I tried to attempt another rewrite like, two years ago, and I read it over and went, I've grown since then. Let's try this again. But um, it, it involves talking wolves, and it's weird. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I don't know that it I is very rewrite my first book. Um, mm. I don't know. It's, it's, an interesting, it's an interesting thought exercise. Yeah. Yeah, it is interesting, because, like, the first draft was, like, essentially – Bus ended up somehow in a valley with like all these school children, which who were like very mature, ten years old because I was again five, so ten was very mature. So all these very <laughs> mature children were in this valley alone, and they built this society, and this all happened in like a paragraph. And then their parents showed up, and they're like, "No, we don't want to leave." And the parents are like, "All right," and left, which is just like okay. <laughs> Did you happen to listen to Lord of the Flies as a young No. <laughs> no. Because that um, terrible. My first audiobook was Crow Girl. Yeah, Crow Girl, um, which deals with a, I think she's 12, and it's a historical um, book. So it's like a couple hundred years ago, I think. And I think it's set in England. And she lived alone in this house with her grandmother, and then the grandmother dies, and she goes out and, like, tries to live by herself and, like, wanders into town and collects 
other people and they come back to the house eventually. But I think that's where I got the little kid being by themselves thing. <laughs> but yeah, it was less Lord of the Flies and more yeah, more grief coping. I, I think that's what <laughs> was. Yeah. So, um, okay, so actually I do have some questions because I, I didn't want us to yeah. meander um, without questions. Um, so um, what genres do you enjoy as a writer and as a reader? Okay, um, I I cannot stand contemporary fiction, so I'm mostly in the um, fantasy sci-fi genres with romance, but... Um, and the reason I can't stand contemporary is half the time the contemporary is so focused on the relationship to the exclusion of everything else that there is no plot, is what I seem to well, find. Well, that, that's the genre in contemporary romance. The whole point yeah. of the story is the relationship. I find it kind of boring. I, I, yeah, somebody better die early on. Or I'm, <laughs> I need a dead body. Or, yeah, it's like know, a vampire next we, door we can or something. Do, we can do this romance thing. Just add a murder mystery, please. Just, just, just keep it interesting. I, I don't care if like the main character is a suspect and like their love interest is a cop. I don't care. Just, just add a murder mystery, please. Just kill somebody is, already. You know. Yeah, that is, that is literally the only contemporary I've actually ever read was a. As I've gotten older, was a like a detective drama uh, by who was it? Reese Ford, I think. Yeah. But Now, he writes for Dream Center, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's Dream Spinner. She's She just came out with the third book in the Kai Grayson series, which I love to death. And and she ended the book with a cliffhanger. And I, and I blew through the book and like three hours because <laughs> like I pre-ordered it and it came and I just I read it all the way through in three hours that I finally got to the ending line and I, I I just kind of put the book down and started cursing and my my, my co-worker looks at me and goes what <laughs> but I, I have to say that I, it is it is brave as hell to end a book on a cliffhanger I mean it is that, that is some seriously brave shit I would not do it. I don't want to deal yeah. with the complaint. Because um, I can't imagine how many emails she got. I just can't. I can't either. But it's like, and I, I contemplated it for half a second, but I'm like, no, 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 she's got enough emails. <laughs> oh, no. But, yeah, yeah, it's like, that That takes some balls. That takes the, I already have the fourth book in the works, so here. That fourth but. book better be in editing. <laughs> Oh, it's better. <laughs> it comes out next week. Don't worry. <laughs> I, don't, I can't. So I can't. Dignant. Oh. Okay. So, are you a plotter or are you a pantser? That's always a big thing I'm, around here. I'm mostly a pantser. I'm going to use a map metaphor because this is the only way I've gotten to explain this. So the way I've seen you and Jill, yeah, Jilly's plot on the podcast is 
y'all build this really intricate map where there's still some like gray spots, but mostly you've got the topography and where all the roads are and like where the trees are and where that one stream that you might trip over and break your ankle in is. Whereas <laughs> I've got I'm digging this metaphor. Are, whereas I've got a compass and a sheet of paper with like the general directions to where I need to go. And I'm like, all right, we need to go in this direction for about 200 yards, maybe a bit more, a bit less. (laughs) Could there be some trees? I mean, could you at least plant some trees? (laughs) Yeah. 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 Yeah, I'm like, yeah. And and then I get to a point where I'm like, well, there's a giant pit here. What is going (laughs) on? Sometimes a giant pit happens to all of us. I have encountered my own share of surprise yeah. giant pits. I'm like, what? No. Yeah. What happened? What yeah. happened? How did I get here? Yeah. Which generally happens. So you have a little bit of plot. Yeah. You have an idea, and you're going to pants your way yeah. through it. Yeah. What generally <clears throat> happens is, like, I start with, like, a concept of, oh, wouldn't this, it's either, like, what is this? Or, oh, wouldn't this be cool? And then I end up writing, like, probably, like, 500 words of it, and I stop and, like, okay, where would this actually kind of go? And then I have, like, the barest of bare-bones plots. I'm like, all right, so this is actually holding my interest. This is where this is going to go. So uh, do you have a website for Margaret yet? Yes. It's margaretcouplet.wordpress.com and Excellent. I, I, I'm trying to update it. it like once a week. Um, one sec. I highly recommend WordPress for authors who are, um, you know, just getting started because you can do free, you can do a free website and you can add to it as you want as you need to it's very easy to use um yeah and uh it has been so far it's i don't really have any issues with it other than like the general like me going okay how does internet work right (laughs) yeah we do have a uh we did we did we do the wordpress group on MeWe? Because we should have. I don't think we did. Um, but Julie and I, oh, we haven't moved yet. We do have a WordPress group on Facebook that we're going to probably move to MeWe. Yeah, we're going to move it to MeWe, where yeah. we talk about how to do things on WordPress. So you're, um, when, when we get that set up, I'll be sure to invite you. Um, All right. Or make sure you get a link to it. But, um, yeah, cause yeah, most of those questions come up with people who are um, – who are moving to self-hosted, but I also was for a long time on WordPress.com. So, um, and I manipulated the hell out of that while I was there. So I know how to do a lot of that yeah. stuff too. So if you have questions, we'd be more than happy to help you do that. Um, yeah. Now, because we are, you know, uh, what now you wrote now based on your cover art, which is gorgeous. I'm kind of jealous. Yeah. It looks I, so beautiful. I know. It's so intimate. Yeah, I, I keep showing it off. and it, So it doesn't help that I work in one of the knuckle-dragger fields. So all of my coworkers are men. 
So I keep proactively just like showing them because they know I'm because they know that I have gotten like accepted because partially because like I was like so happy about it that I just kind of battled it all out to everyone there and they're like. Uh, oh, okay, okay, you've got accepted to be published. Good for you. We, we need to go to work now. But um, I keep show, no, but really, I keep, like, showing it off, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm just like, look at the pretty. Isn't it pretty? And they're pretty. like, okay. Is it yeah. supposed to be too, dude? No, I'm just kidding. Yo, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. It's beautiful. No. Um, yeah, they, I got the – so – how did they get those two dudes to be so awkwardly close? And I'm just like, it, it's Photoshop, dude. It's Photoshop. That actually <sighs> yeah. might not be because that artist. Um, I, I looked really? at the art before because I was thinking about getting um, one of her covers. She has a stable of models <gasps> that she brings in and takes pictures with. Ooh. That's awesome. So, Yay. But she's also very good at photo manipulation to the point where you can't tell mm. whether she's put these two dudes together in reality or not. <laughs> so, but yeah, I was thinking yeah. about getting her to do a cover for me, um, asking for her next time because uh, um, I have beautiful cover art um, and um, um, at CP, and she yeah. does gorgeous work. So I, I, I kind of want to have a collection of all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it it it's very pretty. I just I just kinda wanna just pet my screen every time it comes up. So pet pretty. it. Just yeah. Tell us about your book. It's called The Spring Prince. Yeah. Don't give away so, you know, anything, you know, juicy because that that way people have to buy it to get the juicy stuff. But yeah, just, just tell us what the summary about it. Yeah. So the I'm going to go on a bit of backstory about the world just so that uh, you have context for this. But um, Okay. So essentially what happened first is I ended up reading some random story that involved like a, a mating run or something. And then I'm like, oh, cool. I wonder if – and then I kind of went into a research spiral and then the spring prince happened. But um, so essentially, what, <laughs> so essentially, what's happened in their world is uh, everyone has a different element that they manipulate: um, fire, water, wind, earth. And there's a different like king or queen of each element, and the elements are tied to the seasons, which is why it's called the royal seasons. Mm-hmm. So anyway. Back in the day, all the kings and queens of the various seasons had a massive war, and it damaged the magic of the planet so much that the Earth just kind of threw up its, hand, up its hands and was like, all right, we're done. And the seasons stopped turning unless you perform a sex ritual. Yay which to is sex rituals. Whole... <laughs> Yay to sex rituals, yes. And... Um, so Vance is a summer, which means he's Earth-powered, and it's coming up to the spring hunt, and he's a twin, and the whole community is like, your twin needs 
to run because we need the prints to come here so we can attract business, so we can attract all this stuff. Um, it also helps that, like, the place where the prince um, tries to find his mate has the most of the magical – they're kind of at the epicenter of the magical power explosion, so mm-hmm. they have the most power, powerful magic for that particular season. So um, she's under uh, – his twin's under a lot of pressure. He's under a lot of pressure. Uh, he's kind of on a lot of internal pressure because he's like, I kind of want to be in the spotlight, but I kind of don't. He, he wants something special for himself, but he doesn't want to be under the same lens that his sister is. Mm-hmm. So he, he's kind of like hesitant about this whole thing, but he really does want to go on the run and like prove himself to the prince and win his heart. All that nice things. All that lovely um, sex ritual stuff. <laughs> yes. Yes. And um, I, it is a series. I have, like, three other ideas for it, and, cool. and one of them is already already done. It just needs to go through personal edits before I send it off to be judged. Awesome. And that's The Summer Princess, and it's about Ed, who's a character that gets introduced in the first story, but he's kind of an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Even assholes need love. <laughs> yes, but which is like the whole like concept the star- about Rodney in Stargate. Yeah, yeah, he's more like the sarcastic asshole, other than like the misogynist dick you want to kick in the balls. That's good. That's good. But yeah, sarcasm is yeah. always perfect. So yeah. Well, it sounds awesome. I can't wait to read it. I'm all in it. Yeah. It'll look really awesome on my Kindle because I have a I have a ten point, and the cover will be mm. beautiful on my Kindle. <laughs> all the pretty, all the pretty, all the pretty, all the oh. pretty. Yeah, I'm I'm so, so happy, and, and this is actually like, it was literally the first story I have ever submitted to a publisher, to the first publisher I have ever submitted a work to. Well, that's just and crazy kind of, cake. Yeah, I know. I kind of freaked out for a good 10 minutes and then called my mom and schooled in her here for five. But, yeah. <laughs> I probably I was kind of. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was kind of expecting the whole, like, we're sorry, but this isn't for us. If you alter, like, these things and resubmit it, then maybe. But here's another publisher that you might have better luck at. I was kind of expecting that email. But it wasn't the email I got. I was so happy. Well, you know, that's good, though. That's, that's good. Yeah. I, you know, honestly, um, as a writer, I prefer a, uh, if I can't have a yes, I'd prefer a, if you do this, we'll read it again, versus mm. that email you get where you think they hated it, but they don't want to say it because they're too being too nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now they hate me. <laughs> yeah. Well, that is really awesome. I'm I'm glad you picked Cobblestone. Um, I've had really great um, uh, really great experience with them, and um, 
uh, I feel like you're in safe hands. Yeah. I want to pet you. <laughs> I don't think I have long enough hair for that, but. Oh, well, okay. Um, well. But, uh, yeah, I was like, because I, I was looking through, like, other publishers, because, like, I was essentially, like, doing, like, kind of research. I'm like, wait, didn't Kira publish a book through someone? Because I did actually buy your book when it came, uh, the first one, uh, Fall for You? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, when when that came out, we, and it's awesome, by the way. Thank it, you. It is brilliant. Um, I love that. that that's another. It's just I just wanted my boys to fall in love. <laughs> yeah. And there were bodies and wolves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like we got to the end and like Cronus's reveal happened. And I'm like, oh, I want to know more about him, but I don't want to be yeah. rude and ask for more. <laughs> I do kind of actually going, have an idea ah. for him and um, the deputy, the one that gets shot. Mm. So oh, it'll be him. And, yeah. Yeah. Mm. So. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's like, I'm like, didn't she publish? And then didn't, it, it, it's Lady Holder that has the pen name. Yeah. Stone, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Lady Holder uh, publishes like, Lexi Bain. LexiBain.com. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, and I'm like, well, since those two, since Kira has experience, and she obviously recommended it to um, Lady Holder, then they must be good. So I, I went and I looked at their submissions page, and I'm like, most of this is manageable. <laughs> All right, now I need to write a thing. <laughs> now I need to write a thing. And I, and I went off and in their no list. Because then I thought like I could buy anything mm. on the site that I want, and I won't be confronted with something terrible. Mm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. I mean, like, like recovery fix have their place, but not not in like romance romance. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but even if we are having like a rape recovery fic, I mean, I don't mind that so much. I um, yeah. I don't particularly like that whole magic cock um thing. Um, yeah, but I don't want to have flash see flashbacks of the event, or you know, I mean, it's just you know. So, but yeah, um, so a no list for a publisher is always really great to see because then you can then you know when you're buying their content. Um, what you won't see as a reader. And so I appreciate any publisher that puts a very obvious no list in their submissions. Um, very good. And if you have triggers, that's an excellent thing to look up for a publisher is to go to their submission guidelines and see what they don't accept. And then that way you know when you buy a book from them what you can expect and what you won't ever see. Yeah. So um, are you going to be participating in Rough Trade in April? Yes, I'm doing, uh, what's it, um, Don't Piss Off a Lady? Yeah, I think I called it Don't Piss Off a Lady. And I kind of tripped headfirst into an anime fandom called Katakyo Hitman Reborn. I, I really hope I'm pronouncing that first word right. <laughs> um, but um, it's, the, the main plot of like the anime series is, there's the typical shonen protagonist doofus kid. And it turns out dad, who's been absent since he was five years old, because of course that trope is a thing, um, 
is a member of the 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 Italian mafia, and since the other heirs to the Italian mafia are now dead because there's some weird like blood requ- blood relation requirement, he is now the only heir to this mafia family, and they send a cursed adult who is in the form of a toddler, essentially, to tutor him. And there's Anime, magical man. flame. Anime. Yeah, and there's and and there's and there's magic flame, whatever the flip. But um, the 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 hitman, the hitman reborn, who is the title character for some reason, um, he has a chameleon that can shift into anything, and he seems to be able to communicate with it. And then I wrote, um, don't bring a wand to a gunfight a couple months ago, which is about Lily planting foreign Voldemort's chest. Um, I read that. That that cracked me up. I was like, that's how it should have gone. That's the power he knows not. (laughs) (laughs) And so so essentially I'm like – and I ended up, it was like this little crack thing that I wasn't supposed to take further. And then I started noodling on like, why or why, why does she know how to use a gun? Because Britain doesn't allow guns to private citizens. That's a great law though, isn't it? I mean, I don't know when I those laws think. were passed, but you should look that but up. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it, it was in my head that they don't allow guns to private citizens. I'm like, well, what? And then I tripped into the, the the anime fandom that I tripped into, and then I see this um, person who seems to be able to communicate with reptiles, and my brain went, they're cousins. And I went, no, they're not. And then my brain went, yes, Lily and this hitman person are cousins. Boom. And then I'm like, oh, Lily's a, a daughter of the mafia. Of course she is. Of course she is. So she yeah. takes Harry, there you go. and she and she takes Harry, and she she takes her bug out bag that she's prepped because of course she did, and she leaves, <laughs> and she takes up her mother's old profession, which was hit woman. That's and hilarious. Then she, and. and then she decides she needs help on a mission, so she calls up her brother, uh, her cousin, and her cousin shows up, and he's like, hi, cousin Lily, and she's looking down on him, and he's like, what happened to you? <laughs> he's a baby. And as, yeah, and that's as far as I've gotten so far, but, um, yeah. It'll yeah, be that, that is like, yeah, Rough it's, trade. it's, it's, interesting but yeah i've also participated in quantum bang this year which i'm really it's very hard about. keeping that secret isn't it um have you finished yes, yes. i finished <laughs> okay it is up i need to edit it there's a chapter where i've switched perspectives like five different times I think. oh it happens to the best of us <sighs> but like it's like three different scenes as well, so it's like I don't know how to pare this down, and I'm just staring at it like, okay, because I, it's also like a time, yeah, it, it's tagged as time travel, so I can say it's a time travel, and, and like, there's two characters that end up coming back, one's a good guy, one's a bad guy, 
and the good guy changes their name, but the bad guy doesn't. So I've got to switch his perspective between the bad guy and his past self because I couldn't figure out how to freaking deal with the first name. Yeah, yeah, keeping the secret so I, is killing oh. me. Keeping the secret is killing me. I'm looking forward to art claims so I can relax a little bit on that front. I really do want to make it all the way mm-hmm. to May um, or June, whatever that is. Is it June? Fuck me, it's June. Um, Why well, do I keep thinking yeah, it's May? June. That's the deadline. May's the deadline, right? Mm-hmm. Um, June. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to make it. I'm, I'm, I'm so. The thing is, is I'm so proud. For um, I'm so proud of my um, I'm so proud of my story. But let's let's not talk about it anymore before we reveal something we can't take back, and because art claims are tomorrow. <laughs> you know? yes. So okay, yes. so let's well, shut your, that door. What's your favorite fandom? Um, so that that normally like shifts around with time and. And honestly, right now, it's it's the Hitman Reborn fandom because there's so many <laughs> interesting things that they do with the premise of the show. Um, but normally, um, it's either, it fluctuates between, like, Hannibal, Supernatural, MCU, and Harry Potter. And it... Mm. it like it really depends on like which fandom I've tripped headfirst into at this and <laughs> in a given month, but yeah, yeah. I really but, I'm really into Stargate and Harry Potter and um, I'm I, I like to read in the MCU and um, I'm all about the Hobbit as a reader. Yeah, I keep trying to yeah. do a story, you know. Um, so yeah. okay, who's your OTP? Do you have an OTP or is it Doctor? Is it like the fandom thing? Yeah, I'm. I'm very. I think the only really OTP I have is Styles and Derek, and then um, Jim and Spock in um, Star Trek. Well, but, of course, her Spock, because who else? <laughs> yes, of course. I mean, like I've seen ones where like they they like toss bones in there for like threesome power. And I've read some of the ones that have Khan and Jim. I found, like, two good ones, and the rest were trash, but in, in my opinion. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> I, you know, I don't even try those other stories. I'm a Kirk and Spock till I die. Ain't no, not, not yeah. doing it. Yeah, I'm, I'm generally of the opinion I will try anything once, and if I nope out of the story within the first chapter... There is definitely something in there that we are never visiting ever again. <laughs> Making a list. Yeah. So, who's your favorite professional author? Professional author. Um, it's probably either Tamara Pierce, Anne McCaffrey, Reese Ford, or Mel Eight. And those last two I only discovered recently. So it, it, it's probably a toss-up between Anne McCaffrey and um, Tamara Pierce, because those are the two that, other than Christopher Paolini's um, Aragon series, it's in the Inheritance series, not the Aragon series, um, those are the two that really, like, introduced me to fantasy and sci-fi. 
I read the the um the the inheritance series. Um, mm. It it's 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 a bitch to try and reread it. <laughs> I read through them all while well, I listened to them on audio all once, and I've tried. Uh, yeah, to- I read them because my nephew wanted to read them, and um, at the time, mm. at his age, I always read before I bought for him. Um, yeah. And so I, you know, I enjoyed the books for what they are. Um, they are very derivative, yeah. but then um, most fantasy fiction is. Mm. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I think Tamara Pierce might have been the one who introduced me to, like, low-key romance where, the, like, the romance was a flavoring rather than, like, the point. Because, like, otherwise I was yeah. reading, like, either, like, hardcore way stuff or um, I stumbled across my first a- a- adult romance story when I was 10. <gasps> and Go get it was, in the corner. It wasn't we have a, a traumatizing here? Okay. <laughs> It wasn't a traumatizing one, thank God. But it was. It was I remember um, sneaking the, my first adult romance. It wasn't adult like it is today. It wasn't erotica, but it was a book called Years, um, and I forget the author's name. Um, and um, I used to hide it under my mattress. <laughs> I was like twelve yeah. or thirteen. It was much dirtier I, than a Harlequin Desire, which I was allowed to read. Um, and yeah, I was, was like, um, I was hiding it. Like you would a Playboy, yeah. except it was just like a regular romance novel. It was historical. Yeah, because um, I remember it because like my mom was there with me, and I'm like I'm looking through the adult section because I've already gone through like all the kids stuff. That's like because there was the bottom level of the library and the top level of the library. The bottom of the lo- level of the library was like the kids section, and the top level was the adults section, and the YA section was off in the corner in the adults section. So I'm 10 years old, and I've already gone through, like, all the audiobooks in the children's section. So we're upstairs, and Mom would, like, veto anything that she didn't think I'd be able to read without, like, her having to explain what sex was, even though she'd already explained that. I read Clan of the Cave Bear, but I would never consider it my first adult book with sex in it I would consider it my first adult book with rape in it I didn't know what it was um, and then I read Valley of the Horses and um, then I I read all those but the last one um, and um, uh, it got dirty <laughs> yeah. but my first, um, my first adult romance was years by Lavrille Spencer, I can't say her name. L a v y r l e. I looked it up. Yeah. yeah, my first was yeah. We were upstairs and like, I picked it up and it had like this orange cover with like these three female silhouettes and like a heart on it and like I'm reading the back and this sounds really interesting and I go up to my mom and I hand it to her and she reads the back of it and she's like no, and then she puts it back. She goes up to the person at the desk and she's like, if my daughter comes up. With this specific audiobook, you are not allowed to check it out to her. The next day, I had two days later, I had school, so I walk I walk to the library like I normally do back from school, and I pick up the audiobook and I go downstairs, 
where there's a different librarian, and I checked it out. <laughs> it was Dogs and Goddesses, and I can't even remember. I can't remember the author's name, but it it was a good one, and it did get kind of dirty. But um, I I the plot was really good. It was shit. What was it? It was like about these these three women who've Two of them have just moved into town, and they join, like, this group for, like, female dog owners because, and turns out that it's all a cult or something. Wow. Yeah, it was was weird, and, like, this, like, and, like, the... The love interests were kind of weird, too. Like, one of them was, like, the typical, like, older businessman love interest. One of them was the bad boy love interest. And one of them was an ancient god who recently got resurrected. <laughs> I feel like I, I, I need to ground you. I mean, I, I, I feel like I need to, you know, act on your mother's behalf and ground you for getting that audio book. At least it's not <laughs> as bad as me finding the Anita Blake series when I was 12. Oh, and I read it all god. the way through. Hey. I read it all the way through until I hit, I think it was Incubus Dreams, and then I stopped because it was just porn at that point. And I was just like, where is the plot in, all right, I'm done. And I just kind of just gave up the series. And that had some pretty heavy BDSM tones in some of the later books. Yes, it does. I actually don't think I'm grown enough to read Anita Blake, and I'm in my 40s, so... um... I'm not I adult enough to read these, like. And, and then, like, now. I look back. <laughs> no, I'm not. And then I look back on the series, and I, I really hate Anita's character now. <laughs> I, and it's because, like, she's got, like, all these men throwing themselves at her, and she's, there's just, like, her specific attitude rubs me the wrong way, and I'm not quite sure why. But, yeah, that one. And then I discovered fandom. And it was all downhill from there. No, actually, then I discovered Harry Potter creature fic, and it was all downhill from there. Oh God, my my first yeah. um, my first glimpse of BDSM as a reader um, was um, Beauty by Anne Rice. Um, her other pen name, um, and I picked it up. And I didn't know what it was. I thought it was just. Um, a, a, and I love the Beauty and the Beast story. I I, I do, and mm. I um and I just I really like fairy tales. And I thought, oh well, this would be really cool. Oh my god! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I was not prepared for that. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Well, there's there's almost that nothing the worse library. than picking something up and expecting one thing. And finding out it's a completely different thing, because it just hits you in the face like a wet fish. Yeah, it, yeah, I was I, I was quietly horrified. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, and of, of all the BDSM fiction that I could have come across, it had to be that one. I mean, hmm. yeah, it, it it it's kind of the same with Anita Blake because like none of it is particularly healthy BDSM either no what i remember yeah 
But I don't think it's supposed to be. I don't. I don't think that that mm. was ever the author's intent. Is to be. It was. It's not written in a positive light. Yeah. 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 Okay. Ask a question. Um, I'm supposed to ask you what your favorite book was, is, and your favorite movie. Okay. This is on my list. Movie is probably Chronicles of Riddick. Well, actually, it might be Captain Marvel now that I've seen that one, but. I don't know if everyone's seen that, so we're so we're not getting into like spoiler territory. But I that one was really it, fun. But we're going to see it this weekend, so it's fun. It's it's really really fun. Um, what they do with the cat is brilliant. Um, so uh, other than that, it's probably Chronicles of Riddick, which I saw for the first time a couple years ago because um, I watched Pitch Black and I'm like, is there more of this? And I found right? Chronicles of Riddick and it's it's such like this fun like romp. It's just like everything, all of the like action adventure and stuff. Um but um, favorite book I'm gonna say two by Anne McCaffrey. It's either Catalyst, which is Anne McCaffrey's, I can't remember who she co-authored it with, but it's about psychic cats, essentially. And then um, Dragon Singer, I think, would be the other one that's my favorite. But Which is the one with the, the beginning of the Girl Harper um, uh, duology? I think that's a duology. Yeah, I have read one Dragons of Pern book, and I can't remember the title. Is that terrible? Tell me it's not one of the awful ones. Which one is it? It's, it was one of the first you... ones. Um, because oh, I read okay. it when I was well, a teenager, and I'm in my 40s, so it, it, it wasn't one of the ones the son wrote. Um, okay, okay. It's not one of the terrible ones. Or, well, more terrible, but, yeah. I thought like it had a girl on the cover. It might have been this one. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, just, I honestly don't remember. I I probably should read them. I, I probably should. Mm. At least the yeah, old ones. Yeah, they're good. Yeah. I feel like I thought there were. It was very dragon focused. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, yeah, it was very dragon focused, and um, most of them anyway. It was very. Um, Rookbat in the Sagittarian section is a golden G-type star. <laughs> Sorry, I just have that memorized because it's the beginning of every single audiobook. But anyway, they come to like this planet and it's a, kind of a paradise and then they find out why it's not because there's a planet, there's a planetoid that's circling them and it's got this organic life form that once it passes close enough to Pern it can kind of bridge, and when it falls, it eats all organic matter that it can. It seems like the one that I read was, um, it was about the dragons fighting that stuff. Yes, that's almost, 
all of them, actually. Okay, so that, that is not remember. helpful at all. No. I feel like there was um, a gold dragon. Yeah. The problem that, that, is, that's all of them. I've also that, that, read a lot of dragon of uh, dragon crossover fan fiction, and so the dragons of Pern crossover. So yeah. I actually honestly could be like describing a Stargate fit for all I know. <laughs> there, there are actually what I remember. There are actually a couple of Stargate fix that have crossed over with Dragonflight. Yeah, well. Yeah, I think it's Dragonflight that I've seen them crossed over with. Um, but, um, yeah, it's the, the golden, there's, like, several types of dragon. The golden ones are the queens, and they're female, and they're the only ones that can lay eggs. And then there's bronze, brown, blue, and green. And the greens are also female, but they're infertile. And they, they um, genetically manipulated a native species to make the dragons and the dragons bond psychically with humans. So it, it, I just feel like it might have been Dragonflight. World building. Dragonflight. I think it might have been mm. Dragonflight. It was a long time ago. Um, I was, I don't know, um, younger than you are now. So, um, yeah. Mm. I'm 13, maybe 13, 14. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I would have pulled it out of the library. So I think it probably was Dragonflight. Oh right, yeah, there is the one white dragon, but the I think he was a genetic anomaly. I can't even remember if he was a he or not. Actually, they used male pronouns, but I think it was kind of implied that he was a combination of all of them. It, it was weird. Um, Yeah, we got about five minutes left. Um, yeah. We're going to be um, sprinting on the Just Right channel after the podcast, for those of you who are interested in doing that. Um, and kind of do some practice runs before Rough Trade starts, if, if you're interested in doing some sprinting. Um, yeah, I need to go to sleep after this. It's, it's kind of <laughs> late where I am. <laughs> well... I um, I'm really uh, looking forward to to reading your book, and um, so please keep us in the loop. And when you get your release date, make sure to put it everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm still waiting for and draw so your cover like once a week. Yeah. The cover is so pretty. Yeah, I'm writing the update for the blog section of my site tomorrow, so that's definitely going up there as well. You could probably also um, put an excerpt up, a little one, if you labeled it unedited. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I probably should. Probably the... Mm. I'm trying to figure not, out which not much section though. I should put up. Not much, yeah, no, like, um, and And no sex, because they have to pay for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking like... like you got to pay for the yeah, money like, shot. <laughs> yeah, like... 250, 500 words, I think, would be fair. But I... I need to figure uh, out what yeah, section. I, mean, like, I would say like 5% of of, of ever yeah. how much you've got. Yeah, so. Um, yeah. Anyways, I'm super proud of you, like I'm your mom or something. Congratulations. <laughs> I could actually be your mom. I'm old enough to be. Um, I, I, seriously. I, actually, since my mom is a bit older than you, but no way. <laughs> 
I'll take that. I'll take that. Yeah. I know my dad is definitely older than you, but that, that's not saying much. He's like 16 years older than my mom, I think. But Oh, wow. May, December. Yeah. We we were his midlife crisis, as my mom termed it. <laughs> that's great. So at least you're, you're better than a car. You're still around. Yeah. Yeah. Twilight says she has towels older than both of us. If that's the case, you need to get some new towels, old lady. <laughs> yeah. Treat uh, yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you have a great weekend. Get some good sleep. Um, we'll be probably sprinting later in the weekend if you want to join us and try it out. If you haven't already. Yeah, I, I normally have already. I have. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I have. I normally do Saturday and su- the beginnings of Saturday and Sunday anyway. And then I get sidetracked by a random story that I've started reading at lunch. But, yeah. Yeah, we're all worried about Twilight's linen closet at this point. <laughs> mm. Yeah. <laughs> Have a great evening, you guys. Uh, we'll meet you at the top of the hour for sprints. Um, it, may, it may be the middle of the hour, just depending on, because we only got a couple minutes before that happens. So probably the yeah. middle of the hour, the bottom of the hour, as it likes to be called. Um Say good night, Margaret. Night. I almost called you Dilly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if we don't want to have that mix-up, I can come on more often. (laughs) Good night, everybody. Night.